Secret Invasion was bad. Yes. And I, I, <laughs> I don't like to go into things negatively. And uh-huh. if I am going to be negative, I try to just be constructive and not mean and rude. Because, like, making a movie and TV show is one of the hardest things to ever do. We know that firsthand. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't mean any disrespect to anyone who worked on the show. I'm sure it was very stressful. All that stuff being said, probably the worst thing the MCU has ever produced. I mean, if you want to really get in down to it, obviously, watchers of the show know that I love Scrolls and War Machine. And, man, did they botch both. Yeah. I think my biggest thing is it just sort of ends. Like, yeah. Once it nothing ends, happened. you're like, nothing happened here. I, I saw a tweet that Except said, an introduction of a way too overpowered hero who we're not going to see again. You yeah. know, like Harry Actually, Styles or um, Hulk's son. Hulk son. Yeah, I saw a great tweet, yeah. or I saw a great X, I should say, that said, <laughs> that said uh, I'm, I'm now realizing that the reason why nothing leaked about this show is because nothing happens in the show. I remember and on was, that's pretty funny. the John Campia show, didn't Robert Meyer... Uh, Burnett say like he had scripts and stuff and was like oh boy yeah no they they said like it was the scripts were good and they were just like that's what I mean yeah um yeah just what yeah, the thing is there was if they had planned this out in advance which I feel like they just planned the ideas out but not yeah. like the connective tissues and mm-hmm. now they've been lately in their projects trying to retroactively go back and connect things but yeah. like they should have been kind of teasing throughout the TV show verse of things being scrolls and yeah. then lead it into like the secret major thing. Like there's no reason that the flag smashers in Falcon and winter soldier couldn't, couldn't have been scrolls, scrolls considering yeah. the scrolls in secret invasion are disguising themselves as terrorist groups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think Martin Freeman should have been a scroll the whole time. I think, no, that, I think Ju- Julie Louis Dreyfus should be a scroll. That, you know, if you have these people, you know, you have the CIA, the president should have been a scroll. You know, you can have this sort of giant global thing, but it's like random prime ministers and stuff. And you're like, okay. I don't know. That's my rant. What can you do? Every TV show could have had a scroll in it. Yeah, that's true. Also, it makes no sense that he didn't bring like Monica Rambo down. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like all we're going to get in the Marvels is like one reference. Or maybe see his wife. Yeah. Oh, it's very exciting that you can watch the Marvels if you have to watch Secret Invasion, Miss yeah. Marvel, and WandaVision yeah, to true. know what's going on. True. <laughs> yeah. I think Miss Marvel's the only big one. Yeah. I mean, Monica. They're they're going to talk a lot about Monica in the movie. That's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we have a very important show. Sorry, Secret Invasion, Ram. We haven't seen each other since the finale aired. Yes. Um. Uh, we have a very good show for you guys today. Uh, we're going to do like the show where we have one big story and then a couple of things, the B-roll and then box office for you guys. We are going to make the show a little bit quick because the AC is out in my apartment and we live in Florida. It's a great day to be here. So <laughs> uh, with that down, let's move on to our first story, Nicholas. What you got for yes. us? Or our main story, I should say. Our first story comes to us from Deadline. Uh, Sony has shaken up its release dates. Uh, it has set dates for Bad Boys 4 and Venom 3, while the strikes have pushed the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel, Craven the Hunter, and uh, the biggest one being Beyond the Spider-Verse is delayed indefinitely. Indefinitely. Fucking damn it. We knew it, we knew it was probably going to get delayed, and then the strikes, of course, uh, pushed it more, but of course, we want the strikes to happen. You know, they deserve better wages, which, by the way, I'm hearing whispers that they want to come back to the table with the actors, which is hilarious that Ooh. they're going to... 
solve that problem first, but they were always going to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not hilarious. It's sad. The writers need money. But uh, yeah, lots of release dates being shaken up here. Um, dude, Craven being pushed almost a year yeah. from October of this year, where we're seeing trailers in the movie theater, mm-hmm. to August of next year. It's over a year away. And the trailers were like, how much more could they show? Yeah. And here's what doesn't make sense. Guess what has a firm release date in February? Madam Web. And I think also um, looking at this, Venom 3 is pretty early. Yeah. Venom's July. So you have Madam Web in February, Venom 3 in July, and then... Craven. Kind of two months later, Craven. Yeah. No, a month later? Yeah. I, listen, I don't understand it. And, and it's, it's one I've of those... i learned not to question Sony. Yeah, I, you should. And it's it's one of those things where like... I'm worried about the Craven one because now they have plenty of time to make this movie not R-rated. And I'll be so fucking mad if they undo that choice. I'll be so mad. There's no plans for Venom 3 to be R-rated, right? Not that we're aware of. Do you think that the performance of Madam Web in February will determine what they do with Craven? I don't think so. No. I'm, I, my thoughts is either the movie's terrible <laughs> or they have an idea that they want to introduce in the Craven movie. And now they have the time to do so. Oh, uh, and then they can like drop a tease in. Is Ma- Madam Web's done? And Venom is filming. Well, it halted, but well, halted, yeah, but yeah. was in production. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I mean, granted, the live action Sony verse has had no direction. When is Morbius two coming? I think that's the real question. We are one thousand percent in Craven getting a post credit scene. Of Morbius and Vulture robbing a bank or something, and Craven like being like, hunting "I must hunt them." Yeah. Honestly, no Spider-Man, just Craven versus all of them. I'll take it. Yes, absolutely. I'll take it. Uh, Do you think they're leaning toward it being Venom versus the Sinister Six instead of Venom being a part of the Sinister Six? I don't know. Maybe. How about this? Do you think we get Madam Web in Venom Three? Maybe. Mm. Ooh, some fuckery is going to happen in Madam Web. We know that. Yes. Um, but also, sad, I liked Ghostbusters Afterlife, and they're Me pushing too. that back. Yeah, I mean, everything. You know, I gonna... never saw the third Bad Boys movie called Bad Boys for Life. Yeah. Do you think they go with a four pun for this one? <laughs> Who calls Bad Boys for Life the third movie? That seems like it should have been the fourth. You know, that that that's why you're not at Sony. You I should be, though. I never saw the third one, though. Was it good? I never saw it either. All right. But I heard, I heard decent things. I was one of the uh, some of the Batgirl directors. Mm. I heard I heard it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the big one out of all this, though, being Spider-Verse. The uh, reason why it's the big one is because it's just been pulled from the release calendar indefinitely, meaning they're going to work on what they can, and then whenever the actors stop striking, they'll have the voices come in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also coming on the heels of the animator saying that the working conditions were pretty bad for that movie, for the second film across Spider-Verse. Um, this is, it's a tough one, because clearly they're starting to integrate the live action with the Spider-Verse films. Yes. And so I'm thinking that maybe part of the reason it's indefinitely pushed is because that's a culmination mm-hmm. that will lead to an even bigger culmination. And they want to make sure that, like, all the other ones are done. And then they can be like, all right, here we go. And have this be that culmination, if that makes sense. Like, build out the live-action universe more? 
Yeah, like I feel like Madam Web. I feel like something's gonna happen to Madam Web mm-hmm. where we're getting references to Spider Verse, MCU, other Spideys, and you know Venom, Craven, all that stuff. Okay. And I think Beyond the Spider Verse is going to literally they're gonna go Beyond the Spider Verse, which is probably something live action. Mm-hmm. But do you think that they would have that planned already though? Why wouldn't that like at the stage where they're at now? They're definitely already animating stuff, so what point would be incorporating that like i feel like they would know that by now right probably instead of using the strike to delay it maybe they're using the strike to delay it because they're stuffed with live action actors they have to film ah interesting and they can't (laughs) because i'd be curious how they do it because like spot was 2d when he Mm -hmm. went into yeah the venom world who (laughs) knows it's going to be interesting but um I am curious as to when they'll officially date Beyond the Spider-Verse because I can't go without a release date for too long. I'm sure by the time the actors are back at work, we'll get something figured out for that. Yeah, I mean, I imagine, too, with the level of animation that was in the first, uh, the second movie, I mean, both movies were beautifully animated. Just the time that that takes to do and the poor working conditions, maybe they're trying to do some internal PR and just kind of give them the breathing room and be like, okay. Yeah, probably. When you got, like, Eight months left, let us know, and then we'll start looking at a release date or yeah, something. Probably, yeah. It's probably all of the above. Mm-hmm. And uh, either way, it's sad for movie fans, but at the same time, very necessary for the people on strike, which you can find links to support in our video description. Yes. And uh, with that down, let's move on to the B roll, shall we? Nicholas, let's what do you got it. up on the B roll? Um, the Emmys have officially delayed, uh, yes. coinciding with the SAG after and writers strike. So I believe it got rescheduled to February. Um, but who knows if that changes again as things progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, again, one of those necessary things that has to happen. Um, at least they're being delayed mm-hmm. and not done. You know, it'd be weird if they just skip the Emmys one year. Yeah. But uh, the Emmy nominations are out. They're very interesting if you want to look at them. And, uh, yeah, it's just a thing that's going to have to happen, and we'll see if it has to be delayed further if the strike continues. Yes. Uh, speaking more on the strike, uh, Dwayne Johnson has uh, donated to the Strike Relief Fund a, quote, historic amount, uh, which is rumored to be somewhere in the six figures. I've heard it even could be in the seven. Ooh. And it's like... That's a nice thing to do, and it's also him being like, "I'm not going out in there in those fucking heat picket lines. Here's some money." <laughs> and yeah. Like, but uh, but also, well, it's the, a great nudge too. Of it's like, a, it's a great nudge because it's basically them saying like, "I have the money to make sure the strike can, the strike can last because they're going to use it to feed the actors who can't support mm-hmm. themselves." And it's also, and what people in, within SAG were saying is, it's also a way to be like, "Hey, other big time actors, he gave some money. Mm-hmm. You know, where are you at?" And so I, you know, yeah. just kind of hopefully start a trend. But I mean, also, you know, just The Rock as a whole aside, I think he's always been a very supportive force, whether that's fully PR or not, you know, yeah. whether he's doing it just for his own public image is one thing, but that six, seven mil, uh, figure check yeah. is still doing a lot yeah. to help, which yeah. is, is great. And like you said, it's a great way of just like, I don't want to be out in the heat, but here mm-hmm. you go. And we've seen plenty of huge actors already out on the picket lines with everything. I know there was a big thing with uh, like Brian Cranston's been out there. I've seen Colin Farrell, Shea Wiggum, mm-hmm. who we love. Yeah. Um, I know Brendan Fraser was a big one too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're definitely seeing those, what they say? Like 80% of SAG after 80 is like six or something. 86. You know, you're seeing that other 15, 20% yeah. who 
aren't part of that mm-hmm. still going out and showing their support, which I think is the biggest message you can send to the studios. I agree. I agree completely. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what do you got for us next? Speaking on the strike again, uh, General Hospital, the long-running daytime television show, has uh, started hiring scab writers and actors during the strike. Wah, wah. It was going to happen eventually. Yep, I and was of very course curious it was who it the soap be. operas. Yeah, but uh, it makes sense for the soap operas because they just pump those things out. Um, it's not good. Um, the only positive take I've seen from this was from a writer of a soap opera. And they said that this happened in 2009 also. And they said that one of the reasons they hired scab writers is it's people who are not going to be in WGA ever. And they did it so that the shows would not get canceled. Because it constantly relies on, like, episodes every, like, all the time. Yeah. And they said they did it so that shows wouldn't get canceled, meaning when the strikes were over, the writers would have jobs to come back to. Mm -hmm. That is kind of a shit silver lining. It's a shitty lining, mm-hmm. if you will. But, like, hiring people that aren't going to be a part of WGA, does that mean they're just not hiring writers? That, like, Probably, yeah. You know, yeah. just random on the street, like, do you want to write an episode? Because any, any non-WGA writer knows if they do that, then they'll never get in. So it's either people who just don't care and are like, yeah. I could just say I wrote on General Hospital. Yeah, yeah. Still kind of shitty. Yeah, but also it's it's one of those things where, like, it's not the right thing to do. But hopefully it doesn't get canceled because now what we're seeing, and this is really fucked up, is instead of coming back to the negotiating table, studios are planning on canceling their overall deals with all the writers. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yeah, it was in the, it was in the trades of them considering doing that. And it's just like, Jesus. I Christ. don't know how bad the strikes were in 2009, but this feels very like. The writers have been striking for 90 days. No, that's what I mean. Like, this is very intense. The heating up. And it looks like the studios aren't even budging. And the studios. They're not even coming back to the table. The studios have taken this villain arc of, no, we plan on everyone to lose their housing and yeah. start getting hungry. And then it's they'll like, come back the to fuck? us. Fuck. Yeah. It's like, okay, villain much? Yeah, seriously. But uh, but I think there's one more B-roll story, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there is. Uh, this is an exclusive from Above the Line. Uh, Donald Glover and Stephen Glover are set to write Lucas's film Lando series as Justin Simeon exits. Yes, so this is from Jeff Snyder over at Above the Line and from the Hot Mic. And uh, the thing that sucks about this, because this is great news, obviously. Like, we're going to get one, we're going to get the Lando show that they announced yeah. years ago. And two, it's going to be written by Lando himself and uh, mm-hmm. Donald Glover's brother as well. The thing that sucks is Justin Simeon posted on his Instagram story uh, the article and just said, this is me finding out. Yeah. Which <laughs> is shitty. No. But uh, he didn't deserve it. But, you know. I've got a few questions on this one. Mm-hmm. One, is it confirmed if it's Donald Glover's Lando? Billy Dee's? If it's a not. Mix of both? Weird. <laughs> well, like, I mean, like, is it, are they going to do, like, an old man? I doubt it. Or are they kind of flip back and forth? I doubt it. I, yeah. I, I think, I mean, I'd love to see it, mm-hmm. but I think Billy Dee Williams is in his 90s. Okay. A, like, late 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. He's up there. So I, I doubt it, but I'd love to see it. Maybe like a scene at the end. Yeah. Um, one, I think that's great news for Donald Glover. I think he's a very talented writer mm-hmm. and uh, producer, director, yes. singer, actor, everything. Yeah, everything, yeah. Um, so I think, especially like after how Mandalorian season three was, at least for me, I, I'm really excited that he wants to take this on and enter this universe and if he feels that he has a voice to bring on to it. Because I know he said his favorite part of Solo was that he just had to act. Yeah. So it's nice to see that. Um, I'm wondering if our boy and Reichel cameo. Ooh, I don't know. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, two, 
this announcement was this like a deal in the past therefore it's yeah like yeah, a... yeah no this was before the strike okay yeah and three do you think this has to do with anything about haunted mansions performance or no because it was so in the past it was so in the past i think justin simeon what i'm assuming happened is justin simeon said hey i gotta go direct haunted mansion i can't work on the show right now you know just give me some time we'll come mm-hmm. back to the table and then they just moved on gotcha mm-hmm. okay but yeah, that's it for the B-roll. Yeah, that's it for the B-roll, which means we can move on to the best part of the show, which is the box office. Box office, box office, box office. And it's pretty gnarly, guys. Yeah, um, you do you this? have our predictions? I do. We got Dalton with Barbie, Oppenheimer, Haunted Mansion, Mission Impossible, Talk to Me. I went Barbie, Oppenheimer, Haunted Mansion, Talk to Me, and Sound of Freedom. We were both wrong, uh, but we were pretty close. Go on. Number one, Barbie, only dropping 43% in week two, making another $93 million in its second weekend. Coming in second, Oppenheimer, also dropping only 43%, making another $46 million. Coming in third was Haunted Mansion, making $24 million in its opening weekend. Coming in fourth, Sound of Freedom, with another $12 million, dropping another 35%. Coming in fifth, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Making another ten million dollars, right behind it by over two by just two hundred thousand and six was Talk to Me with ten point four million dollars. Dang, Talk to Me opened at ten point four million dollars. That's really good for them. Yes, and, and I think once people see it from all the positive reviews I've seen, I'm hoping word of mouth has some effect on that. Yeah, I'm and, looking forward to seeing. And it we're going to dive into hopefully. all that. So yeah. uh, let's start with Barbie. Yes, Barbie now has seven hundred and seventy four million dollars worldwide. <laughs> It's going to pass a billion by next weekend. Easy. And uh, it might even surpass Mario Brothers for the number one movie of the year, but that's at 1.3, so it's still got a while to go. Uh, Oppenheimer has now made $400 million worldwide on a budget of $100. i would say it's, it's doing fine. <laughs> Nolan's very happy right now. I'm sure he is. Um, Haunted Mansion, however, because of its price tag, not doing so well. A worldwide box office so far is at $33 million. Its production budget was one hundred and fifty-seven, seven fifty. Not happening. Not happening. And uh, they people for people wondering why they released it in July, because they're idiots and they want it to come on Disney Plus in October. I'm assuming. And uh, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Like it doesn't make any Streaming sense. Streaming should me. be a home. It should not be here. Strategy. I agree. I agree. Uh, Sound of Freedom now has a domestic total of a hundred, almost one hundred and fifty million dollars at one forty-nine. It has more money domestically than Mission Impossible does. Uh, Mission Impossible domestically has 139. Worldwide total, 446. It passed that 400 million mark. Scientology versus QAnon. (laughs) (laughs) The battle we didn't know we needed is here. Jeez. Uh, But, dude, that price tag on Mission Impossible, it's not going to be profitable. No. Uh, It's at 1.5 times its budget right now. But let's dive into Talk To Me. Do you think this, it, Oh, good. Sorry. This is the winner because it didn't open in the top five. Mm-hmm. No. But it opened to its worldwide total right now is at $11.1 million on a budget of 4.5. It's going to be profitable. It's yeah. A24's second highest opening. And it's great. Go watch it. And what I want to know is because A24 didn't produce the movie. They just distributed it. And when I looked in it, THR said that when they bought the movie, they bought it for seven figures. So I'm wondering how much they bought it for because the movie was made for 4.5. I'm just saying this is indie film me, like mm-hmm. figuring out how they made money. The movie was made for 4.5 million. 
which means when the A24 bought it for, let's say it was 10, for 10 million, that's when they paid off their investors and then kept some money. And now it's just A24 has now made 11 million back. So it's made its investment back from when it purchased Talk to Me, assuming it was 10. I don't know how many million yeah. it was. I'm fascinated by how all of that works. Do you, that's all. Do you think there'll be an increase or next week or a decrease or how do you think or you think it's going to be steady? I think it'll be standard I think okay. it'll drop 50 probably still very good for that movie uh, very good mm-hmm. I would love for it to drop less because it is great yeah I mean you never know yes you never know you never know but uh, but yeah the box office is doing some gnarly stuff do you think Mission Impossible would have performed better if it didn't have Barbenheimer with it I do yeah the IMAX I, theaters I, and I also think we'll see Mission Impossible get re-released later on back in IMAX theaters Speaking of IMAX theaters, what I'm curious about, did you see, I'm calling it now, Dune's not moving. No. It's not getting delayed. Go on. Because IMAX revealed that it's booked IMAX for six weeks. Oh, shit. Which means the Marvels get to no IMAX. Really? Just, just Dune. And IMAX said it would cost more to rebook theaters next year than it would be to, like... Just let it go. Yeah. Holy that is not what Marvel needs right now. <laughs> no, but it's quite funny. But I am their day one for Dune. Absolutely. I'm very excited. Are they going out against each other, like, closely or? Within the six weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, think Dune's, like... I think Dune's the end of October and Marvel's is the first week of November. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if they were the same weekend or not. That's not going to be great for Marvel. I don't think Marvel's will do that well box office-wise. I don't know. I Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Now there yes. are there are some factors. Mm-hmm. It was in it was in between Infinity War and Endgame at the height of the MCU. It's not it's still a billion dollars. Like, yeah. I think Marvel. My prediction here now, Marvels will make more than Ant Man, not as much as Guardians. Where did Guardians hover? Uh, around the eight hundred mark. Let me okay. see. I think Ant Man was like four, right? Yeah, barely. All right, so something like the four to six range. The Guardians 3 did 837. Mm-hmm. Let me see if we know what the budget of the Marvels was. The Marvels. I wonder how much Secret Invasion uh, is going to affect like people with that stuff because also no one watched Secret Invasion, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's... <sighs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it does. All right. I think... Oh, it looks like the Marvels budget is only like $130 million. That would be great if that's true. I doubt it. But is it true? <laughs> yeah. I doubt it. you got to pay Brie Larson and Sam Jackson. Maybe not. Oh, it looks like it's more, looks like it's more than that. It looks like they blew through that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably more than that. I don't have it right now. But I we don't think see. Marvel makes them for less than 200 at this point. Not anymore. Even their TV shows are that. Yeah, which is nuts. But, uh, but yeah, let's do our predictions for next week. This is going to be fucking difficult. This is going to be a fun one. Yeah. Do you want to go first? I do. All right. Number one, Barbie. Okay. Number two, Oppenheimer. Okay. Number three, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Number four, The Meg. Two, The Trench. Okay. Number five, Sound of Freedom. I can't count it out anymore. It keeps it keeps staying in there. I'm going to go Barbie. Barbie made 93. Yeah. What did Oppenheimer make? 46. So it's a 50%. 24? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but then our list is the same. Yeah. Fuck it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. Oppenheimer. Meg. Oh, shit. Sound. Let's go. Wait, what did sound make? Uh, 12. Yeah, I stand by that. I'm in. I have no idea what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is projecting. I assume it's not in that high, but we're going to go for it. But it's getting great word of mouth. So it is. I think that's going to help it. Barbie's uh, definitely clearing number one easy with a 50% drought. Yeah, no, nothing's making 50. Easy. Yeah. No. Easy. Easy stuff. So you think, oh, so then you think that Haunted's going to drop out of. I do. I think it's done. Interesting. Sound of freedom, man. God damn. I'm, go- I'm going to watch it. I have to. I, I got to I got to I got to. I understand. I just am fascinated by it. Me too. Me too. And a lot of people are doing the pay it forward system. Yeah. And. I've heard of some people even not understanding how pay it forward works and they're buying tickets to the movie thinking people walk up and say, I'm here for my ticket. Someone bought for me. So people are just buying tickets, which is hilarious. Right. But and hey, it still counts. It still counts. And how much success. And how much are the churches just paying to buy out theater, empty theaters? See, just I, to, I don't think that's happening. No, I, I think I it's generally don't. just a phenomenon. I think it's a phenomenon. I think it's I do think people are making the mistake of buying tickets at the theater and yeah. not to pay it forward. But that's still it's still bought seats. Yeah. And um, then that the pay it forward system works. And I, I know that they're not they there could be an argument that they're flubbing the numbers for the pay it forward, mm-hmm. but they've they have to report legally how much is in that account at all times, and they it's much more than what the movie's making. Yeah, because in if you try to pay it forward when you go to the website, it says this could be used to buy a ticket or other things. So like if the movie starts to get out of box office, but people still do it, they're just going to use it to fund other projects. Oh my god, which is genius. It's going to uh, The Chosen or whatever season two. Yeah, that two. show, yeah. Listen, Angel Studios, highly profitable. Highly. <laughs> they might come out of this the most profitable They might. This they year. just might. It's going to be crazy. But uh, but yeah, sorry that I the got... show's kind of short today, but, you know, in and out, we did it. Them's the breaks. I'm sweating, mm-hmm. but it's all good. Yeah, it happens. Uh, yes, indeed it does. Um, with that, uh, thank you guys so much for watching, and we will see you next week. Thank you.